2: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power
1: to do? Mobile
2: banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and NA, member FDSE.
1: Footballistically, the Arsenal is backed for the season by Ladbrokes.
2: Hello and welcome to the Footballistically Arsenal podcast. It's our second of a season already. Boyd has gone away. He's in Barcelona sunning himself, but in his place we have three tremendous guests. We've got Gareth the Bear Parker. Gareth, welcome. Evening, Josh. It's a very uh, very low-key hello yep. from you, Gareth. We'll find out why shortly. Uh, we've got Jim Harris. East Lower... As, uh, as you're known on, on Twitter circles.
3: Yeah. Happy new season to you.
2: Happy new season. What a lovely way of putting it. Uh, and making his uh, first appearance on Football at the Arsenal, we're delighted to have got John Bruin from
1: ESPN. How are you, John? I'm OK. Glad to be here.
2: And you're a local, I understand. you have not had to travel far. We're, we're here in Old Street and, and you're, you're from nearby.
1: Well, I'm not a Cockney, but I live no, around there. No, living uh, yeah. nearby. Yeah, exactly. Well, well, he's not, not, he's not going to... to give his address away. That was like,
0: No, <laughs> yeah. around these
2: parts
1: exactly. No. Yeah, I didn't uh, need <laughs> any more than that. I, <laughs> I live in Bethnal Green. I'm not that uh, worried about it. Don't worry. Yeah.
2: And Gareth, um, you've just come. You've, you've walked in fresh from having a tattoo. Which yeah. always doesn't work brilliantly in a podcast environment. I no, I think
0: the the phrase is I am someone described at the weekend, um, the wedding I was at as heavily tattooed. But um, yeah, so I That's I, I you're, like, take your on your brother's
2: your brother's wedding.
0: Congratulations. I had no part. Well, I did actually have a part in it. I was the best best man. man. And uh, it was a very football-heavy speech and probably more Arsenal-heavy speech than it should have been for a Sunderland fan's um, wedding. because my, Terrific my, stag, I heard. Yes, uh, some, some, some company helped me out with that. Um,
2: Fantastic. I heard Alex Ray and Nigel Winsburn made for Alex, a terrific event. Alex, Alex, Ray, the Ray, Alex, Ray's all, Alex
0: Ray also made the, the best man's speech. But yeah, no, it's like I'm uh, hot-footed it from uh, family business up in Exmouth Market, um, tattoo shop up there, and I have a fresh and definitely bleeding... Uh, thigh is it a cannon
2: uh, is it a, a Thierry Henry what, what have you gone for
0: um, do you know what? I have no yeah the, my tattoos aren't, aren't, aren't that way it's, it's Olivier Cherie's face no it, it's not um, actually a lot of people wouldn't be that shocked if it was yeah. um, no it's a traditional uh, gypsy head tattoo alright
2: well when it's I can, I available can, to be uh, seen when it's
0: pre- yeah when it's would you here, show it, it off to the big on twitter yeah, yeah, right. good stuff that.
2: ok it's just time for a quick break Footballistically, Arsenal is backed for the season by Labrooks. Bet £5, get £20. If you deposit £5, Labrooks will add another £20 to your account. You can get this offer by following the link at bet.arsenalpodcast.net. Anyway, should probably talk about Arsenal, given that is the the key reason we're, we're all here. Um, and we get, we're going to talk about, obviously, the game, which even though we're recording here on Wednesday night, was now five days ago. Um, and then talk about some of the key players that I think are making the headlines at the moment as we gear towards the end of the transfer window which of course Jim they were talking about in the press conference today um, about how you know maybe it will be heading in a direction of closing it before the season even starts and, and Arson has been one of the biggest advocates of this and I don't know what's your thoughts and I will we'll obviously come to John from a journalist perspective in a minute
3: but what are your thoughts? I, I think it's a good idea although I don't think it will necessarily change how Arsenal do there do their business because um, I think that, or any club for that matter it probably, you'll probably find there's just as many rush deals at the end when things start to move and, and the, you know, various cogs start to move so I still think that the, in essence it's a quite chaotic time irrespective of where it ends but it does make a lot of sense to finish it so that you've got your settled squad uh, season starts off you go because
2: one of the points, John, presumably would be a player could, in theory, play three times in a Premier League game against another player. So, you know, opening day he might be playing against Man United. He'll move to another club has still got to play Man United twice. And you haven't quite got the same squad for the whole year. And some managers sort of think that's, you know, perhaps unfair. So, yeah, would you be an advocate? Do you think it's going to happen?
1: Uh, it, it certainly seems that that's going to, it's going to go to a vote. And it yeah. seems, I think it has to be 14 20, doesn't it, among Premier League clubs to vote through. So 70 per cent? 70 per cent, exactly, yeah. Um, and it seems to be that there's a few clubs not that up for it, but it's one of those things, I think, in the balance at the moment. But, I mean, if you actually think about it, all it would do, as Jim said, would move the rush to the eve of the season. One of the problems is, though, for clubs in the Champions League, say you're in a Champions League qualifier like Liverpool were last night, that affects your transfer thinking, of course, because... If you're actually spending the money that you're going to earn from the Champions League. So you earn 40, 50 million from Champions League, you budget ahead. That that could be problematic. So clubs like Liverpool, you know that are in and around the uh, Champions League, and actually Arsenal are one of those mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Um it it could change their thinking on it. But I mean, Arsene Wenger is someone let's face it, the transfer market has been cruel mistress for him over the uh, over the years. And I would have thought he just wanted to get a belt braced so we can start the season and work on it from that point. Yeah,
2: I, I guess, and also, Gath, because so much of the conversation around Arsenal at the moment is just about Complex, will players stay yeah. or not, whereas had this all gone away, you know, two weeks ago, ahead of a, you know, let's say it was the 1st of August, the cut-off point, then then we'd simply know that Sanchez is, is, is staying, for yeah. good or for bad, for Ozil, Wilshorst, say Chamberlain, we'd just know, and then maybe that at least settles the squad, because maybe there is something in going into the changing room and not quite knowing some of the players want to be there. Yeah, I think, I think and it's not just our club that that's affecting,
0: yeah. I think you can see across across the board that there is uncertainty, there is instability, which is is never a good thing and I've often banged on on here about kind of the need for, a, for the delicate equilibrium to be uh, maintained and I think the stability aspect of transfers and people, I mean, you, this isn't an Arsenal thing, but the Van Dyke thing is ludicrous that, that, that one player is, there's a tug of war and... He's not happy. The clubs aren't happy. Clubs are needing players. This level of uncertainty isn't good for any club, be it the buyer or the seller. So I think that, yeah, from my point of view, it would be quite nice. I I say to my brother when there's always the gossip columns or whatever over the summer i said well do you know what? i'll wait and see who, who who lines up for Arsenal on the first day of the season apart from i don't because actually who lines up for Arsenal on the first day of the season is often not the team that will line up a month later so yeah i i would certainly from a fan's point of view like it you can kind of yeah just know who until christmas at least um you can berate uh, at will from the stands
2: Yeah I think, I think it's a massive point isn't it About you know, and if you look back to last season there's argument Arsenal weren't quite ready at the start of the season due to you know, transfer activity Some and, may even and say this season too Some may say this but I mean we, you know, we could argue okay we have got away with winning the first game of the season which we'll, we'll come on to obviously but you know, last year that defeat to Liverpool had we even drawn would have seen us in the Champions League qualifiers at least which would have been a a huge change, and, and, and your point there, John, is obviously huge. Some players not only would know about how much a club have to spend, do they have that £40 million for getting the Champions League, but as a player, they might only be willing to go and sign for that club on the knowledge they're safely into the Champions League.
1: Another point is, and I've seen this made, is that for the Premier League to do it unilaterally might be a problem because the other leagues in Europe don't have that mm, transfer yeah. deadline. One of the issues with it is that the Premier League clubs tend to have all the money, so sure. you're pretty much waiting for Real Madrid and Barcelona to buy your players, But, you know, there could be a situation where Real Madrid and Barcelona play tonight and they get an injury and then one of them decides that they want to buy Alexis Sanchez and the transfer window's shut. And there's nothing Arsenal could do about it at that point.
2: Yeah, absolutely. He was asked, I don't know if you've seen the press conference from today because it went out this morning. I don't know, why would they have done the press conference this morning? Usually it's a Thursday, but you know, Wenger, for whatever reason, was doing it this morning. And he... um, Spoke about Alexis Sanchez and was asked the question whether he was happy that it hasn't at least descended into a situation seemingly like the Coutinho and the Van Dijk where a player's had to hand in a transfer request and he said yes he is pleased and he, you know, he's uh, commended Sanchez on his professionalism and how hard he is trying to get back and, and that is probably something that, that makes us think okay Sanchez may want to leave a club that clearly seems to want to to give his best at least for one more year, or are you? Well, I, are well you part, more pardon, to that?
3: pardon my cynicism, right? But, <laughs> but um, you know, and, and I think it would, there would be a lot of egg on a lot of faces if, if Sanchez does leave Eve. after, um, you know, fairly strong statements from Wenger, but you know, very I, strong, I, yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, but these things do happen, and he is a very high profile player, um, and I don't know. I would love him to be here because I'd love to see um, what he could do with Lacazette and you know with, with in a forward three, it would be fantastic. But I just I think there's a lot to happen, especially at Arsenal between now and the end of the transfer window. And whilst I don't want it to be him, and you know you would think that what Wenger says goes in that respect because he'll look stupid. But I just I'm not you know I'll, let, let's wait and see until the first of September because I just you just never quite know what happened.
2: Well, John, you're the you're the you're the you're the neutral here. You're the, the journalist amongst us. So. From your perspective, Arson's called it a, a perfect situation or ideal situation at points, that we've got these four very talented, uh, certainly at different points of their arse all massively hyped up in Oxlade-Chamberlain, Jack Wilshire, Mesut Ozil and Sanchez. They're all going into a situation where at the moment the most conceivable option is that they probably all leave the club either in the next couple of weeks or at least at the end of the season for no money. It seems such a change of heart from, from not only Arsenal but also the club's mentality. We've been so worried about... A financial point of view of, of making, you know, being a success commercially, sometimes at the expense of what's going on on the pitch. It just seems like a complete change of heart. Do, do you think that's down to something from above Wenger going, do you know what, this we, we have to give it a go, don't worry about the money? Or whether arsenal has got a bit selfish himself in thinking I've got two more
1: years? Well, I don't know if you saw him speak this week, he was at the Football Writers' Dinner, and he spoke about how last season his Refusal to sign a contract or refusal to make a decision—in yeah. fact, that caused problems. He's actually dealing with the fallout of that problem. If you remember, a year ago or so, a few stories out there about how Ozil in particular was prepared to stay. If if Venga did, that's a lot of that's cha- That seems to have changed a bit. I mean, I think Ozil will stay. That's my that's that's what I've, in, I've inferred. Um, I think what you've got though uh, is Wenger's suddenly talking about this free agent situation. You know, where, say, in American sports, people see out the contract, become free agents, and then the value goes into players' contracts. But if I was an Arsenal fan or if I was an Arsenal executive, I'm not sure I'd want my club to be the the, the experimental uh, <laughs> apparatus for, the, for this. Now, I think that may be the case, because as we've seen with the Neymar deal and stuff like that, tran- th- these contracts are so difficult to buy out, so expensive, that we might find ourselves in that situation more regularly. Mm. So... Arsenal are just probably going going through this ahead of other clubs, but it's an uncomfortable situation, and one of Arsenal's great problems in recent years has been the uncertainty over the manager and the uncertainty over players. And it seems like this this is sort of like in a hyper reality form of situation with those players.
3: But would it be fair? Would it be fair to say? I don't want to go all negative at this stage of the season, but that maybe that four players are either refusing to sign a new contract or haven't been offered one you know I don't quite know but does that say something that something's not right in what they believe the the direction of the club as well so you know um, oh,
0: sorry so from my point of view knowing little as I do but also I, I by the way I think it's amazing we're lumping Jack Wilshire in with the other three right now um, <laughs> because um, we've been actively trying to get rid for a while and, and it's certainly not um, his refusal to sign a new contract there and it's such a fall from grace that the club being linked with him today at Aston Villa um, w- which is yeah it, it speaks volumes um, and whilst he could have been a phenomenal talent I, I think that that is that is that is gone um, I think the other three and actually if we're being brutally honest the two superstars um, that's exactly what they are and for a long time and you look at the invincible season you look at kind of the, the um, players that still refer to Arsenal as the boss and still refer to Arsenal as us these Perez, Vieira, these players came into the club and became part of the club, sort of had the club's DNA at the heart of it because they wanted, they loved the club, they wanted to play for the club. The age of fo- we're in now, the landscape, the footballing landscape now is it's an era of mercenaries. It's an era of cl- of players who are commodities. It's an era of even more so than it's ever been. I do genuinely not believe that Alexis Sanchez, in particular, signed for Arsenal because he wanted to play for Arsenal. He looked at it as a selfish venture. Where can I... Do do my best. Where can I be best? What's most likely? What's the highest likelihood of me winning things? And in the in that, sort of, I guess the league below the league he had been playing in before, we were we were the best option. Now he is acutely aware that he probably could go back up into that top league now. So it's the risk you take when you sign these big names. The big names are not going to. It's not the club isn't going to get under their skin in the same way. Erzil's um, slightly different again because I think he was a bit unloved and we've shown him a bit of love. And these are they are all human beings at the end of the day. But I do believe that if we are, I have actually said a couple of times over the summer and been laughed at roundly is I want to see Sanchez go because I don't like that sort of player playing for my club. I want to see and I, I oh, who do you replace him with? And they started throwing loads of these big names at me. I was like someone like Mares. Because he would care, he would want to build the next step of his career with us. And I think that's, for me, where I prefer, where I prefer us to go. But that's just my...
1: Yeah, opinion. you don't like a player being at your club or a manager. who It's like they're doing you a favour being there.
3: Yeah. Oh, I don't know though, because I'm sorry to keep going on about this, but 30, but 30 goals and, and the, the work rate he puts in, he, he leaves it all on the pitch. And I don't really care. I just, think, I just think he's such a phenomenal player that you want someone like him on the pitch. But
0: do you not think that and I remember, fascinating, I really wish I could remember who wrote the article now, but an article last year, but yes, lots of stuff went through him because it has to. Because if it doesn't, those players are playing in fear of him, of, of making mistakes. And Omri actually drew the comparison between him at the end of his career at Arsenal when he said, actually, I wasn't a nice person to play with. I may have, uh, my, my attitude may have been detrimental to the development of certain players and Reyes is one of those. I genuinely believe that Sanchez, yeah, he's a phenomenal talent. He's the most selfish player I've ever seen to put on an Arsenal shirt and actually therefore demands that everything goes through him. When the lovely one, the one touch stuff, I can remember reading an article, Lehman was interviewed, I'll be quick, Josh, I'm aware that I'm banging on now, I but the article about Lehman, we changed the way we played around Cesc, I think we changed the way we play around Sanchez. I like the way we play without him. I think it's, it's quicker, it, we move the ball from back to front quicker, things like, yes, but he has those moments. I don't, I don't argue with that. I just think we'd be a
2: better unit without him. Well, we may or may not get a chance to find that out here this season, but um, we'll be back after a short break with a message from our sponsor.
1: Footballistically, Arsenal is backed for the season by Ladbrooks.
2: And we're back from our break. We were talking just before we went there about the Sanchez. Will he be a positive influence? Were he to stay or against it? I think my personal opinion on it would have to be: I do want to see him stay. I think I think he is that good um, that I always feel more confident of of Arsenal getting a victory if he is on the team sheet. And I think we've come to the conclusion that. the manager has been so strong in his sentiment that he clearly wants him to stay and I I think he has probably planned for the season with him and and therefore I I think probably uh we're in a better place with him let's just go back to Friday night obviously we're five days later so we won't dwell on it too much but um I I can't help but think that it was just all about getting the win wasn't it I mean yes it was dramatic there were goals we probably shouldn't have conceded Leicester only had three shots on target they scored three goals but ultimately, I was just delighted we won. It would have been 1-0, 2-1, whatever. We just won the opening day and we get off on a good
3: stop. Yeah, especially given our recent travails on the first day of yeah. the season. <laughs> we haven't exactly bad. <laughs> Very odd. But, um, but, uh, and I also think, you know, we, yes, we defended extremely badly, but um, we did have three uh, you know, centre-backs unavailable. And, and maybe you have to factor that in, first game of the season, a bit of a mixed bag, everyone was shifting around a bit. So to get the win in the end um, was, was pretty much all you need. Yeah, I think st- yeah, people like
2: Stepanovs would have got a game. Such was a centre-back issue um, on well, Friday night. Luzny, that, they'd have all got in. Mustafi,
0: Mustafi was on the bench. Well, and Chambers didn't play. But he's clearly uh, not quite Chambers ready. Not. And, which, again, Chambers, who played phenomenally well for the under-21s, again, not fancy. Yeah, just just well, no, we're trying, trying back to shift yet, him, aren't we? We don't, want, we don't want him to get injured at this point cause we are desperately trying uh, to shift him. He's probably, weirdly, our most saleable asset of the players we are trying to get rid of. Uh,
1: the thing I was told was that to Sako wanted to play and was told that Wenger didn't fancy in playing against Vardy. So, right. Mm. Which is an interesting... Because he he did say today
2: that Pierre will be back in the squad and therefore he's presumably might well, well have been available. Yeah, and, and the, th-
1: the thing watching that, that game was that Arsenal lacked organisation and mm. when when Murata Mer- in the FA Cup final last mm. game I saw him organise the team. Like yeah. I haven't yeah. seen them organised for a long time. And
0: walks, and walks holding through games. And I think holding holding has been exposed when he's been having to be the dominant centre yeah. half. Yeah. Um, and and actually that for me was a glaring oversight and Vegas part where we do have and Mis- I mean Masafi is the, the king of shouting pointy but um, he does try and organise as well I, I, I can't help but think a, a 90% Mustafi would have been better centre back than two players that don't play centre back and, and a kid who's had seven or eight games for us and not much hype as he is I would much prefer to see holding brought in for games every now and then I think um, the um, the new signing Kalasinic is that right? K- Kalasinak.
1: Feel... I think it's hard yeah. to see say.
0: Sayad um, uh, he, he looks like a great left-sided centre-back but we were playing two of them bad boys on Friday so yeah. I think that there will be options it will be good and I think, yeah uh, as, you've, as everyone said here the win was the most important thing there were pretty worrying signs having said that So, I, I, but yeah, let's not be too negative so, right so John,
2: now. I saw you Sunday at a wedding of one of our mutual friends and you, you said that something about you know, following and reporting on Arsenal can feel quite similar year on year. Yes. Is there an argument to say that... Try supporting we, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I said back to John, yes, I do sometimes feel like we could just replay podcasts for previous years after a victory or Sunday defeat. In, and shower um, on repeat. But is there an argument to say, attacking-wise, there can be reasons for excitement, and if we could just get this defence right, maybe could this year be different, or but am I kidding myself?
1: Isn't that every year that Arsenal are quite good at attacking... And the defending's not so good
2: I think that's the overview Yeah But is there <laughs> Is there enough? I don't know Just attacking wise It does I think, seem like If you can get it I feel if we can Get it right And get our defence in shape Then then why not? Maybe we can win a few more games, but then are we going to catch, you know, we, what were we, 17 points behind Chelsea? Was it 17 or 18 last I, year I we finished think, behind? I don't think Chelsea are the team to worry <laughs> about. No, it's no, but I'm saying, if we think we were 17, yeah. 18 points, or being good enough to win a title. Are yeah. Lacazette and your mate Sead, whose surname we'll just guess for now, yeah. <laughs> are they good enough to make the difference between what was a, a team that finished fifth and winning a title? And then maybe we are just the it, same. It's also, it's, it's
0: also, for me, it's about, the whole squad and whether players are at a better place now than, than they were this time last year. It's alchemy, ultimately, football management is alchemy, and it does seem like we've got the mix a little bit better. It doesn't seem quite as volatile. It seems like it's. John says, "Isn't that always the case?" The thing that always is the case that everyone goes, oh, he's "One or two players short." Yeah, uh, yeah, we are again, and, and I think that's the thing for me. I think we need a new goalkeeper. I I, I don't think Petr Cech is anywhere near good enough.
2: Were you sad about? Uh, so Chesney yes, going to Juventus
0: is, yeah. 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 I mean anyone that's seen as a long time successor to Buffon by one of the most sort of
2: traditionally stingy defences in Europe probably is going to be decent and you, I think and he's someone who in your what you were talking about just a few minutes ago about Arsenal having almost a bit of DNA in yeah. it he seems someone that sort of did yeah, he absolutely. did love the club, and he's don't still on me, social me, media. Don't make me cry. He's me. always having a, <laughs> he's always having a go at Spurs uh, fans, and having. How, how long
1: has he been away, though? It feels like he's been away two years. It's two two seasons. years. It seems like a long and time. It was
2: all at, was it Southampton away, wasn't it? Where he got caught smoking in the showers or some strange yeah yeah, and that was the beginning of the end. It's a,
0: that is one of the most surreal things to hear it's, I said the football landscaping, landscape changing that is not something you expect to happen now but yeah I was gutted to see that because even if he'd come back for a season competed with Czech, which I think might push Czech's performances on possibly I think actually it's a physical problem with Czech. I don't think he's got the agility um, and I don't think he's got the speed off his line um, and
2: I think our defence He's, do you think that was vindicated with some of the goals we conceded, possibly?
0: Possibly. I think um, th- th- we we will concede more goals with him than we would do with a Larice or a De Gea or a keeper of that ilk. I what think, do you think on that, John?
1: I think I think when they signed him, was it two years ago, 2015, 16? I think it was the right decision as a gap because Arsenal's goalkeeping situation had been so muddied and such yeah. a mess for so long. Uh, I'm afraid I don't really rate Mr Chesney the same as you. Gareth, um, he, he, you know, <laughs> oh, he, a, I, mean, I'm going, I mean, I'm going,
0: I'm going on what I've seen of him in Sierra Yacht and what yeah. I've read of journalists whose views I,
1: yeah, absolutely, yeah,
0: just like yourselves, Who views I respect. But, he, but on on how he's performed, how he's developed, I think that's the problem. Well, he he, he, he not up had, handled, he had a very you know?
1: Arsenal trait, which was he panicked at certain games that it was costly for his. His team yeah, at we big don't moment. talk about that one. Okay, so yeah, well, I do, yeah, I
3: just don't think Wenger like Wenger doesn't like players who who, who are a bit confrontational. Yeah. and
1: once that thing happened
3: in the showers, not.
1: Yeah, I think, I think that's absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know what <laughs> you're talking about Jim. Once, once he was caught smoking <laughs> in the showers, Q-less just, and just James clarify, Beeson, um, yeah.
3: Then, then I think it was. Um, yeah, I, I just think you know, Wenger, Wenger kind of held on to that, and, and I think it's a shame. But um, yeah. he's gone. Yeah,
2: well, he is. Let's move on. The The, the big signing of summer was obviously our new striker, yeah. Lacazette, and within, what was it, 94 seconds or 96 seconds or something, he had scored his first goal, and uh, that was a great moment. And I quite liked his celebration. It was almost like, yeah, I belong here, this is, this is what I do. And what? Um, a good ball in from El Elneny, a, a great header. And I don't know if you watched it, I think it was on Monday Night Football on Sky, Thierry Henry was analysing in, in quite a lot of detail, Play and, and was talking about how you know brilliant proactive Lacazette was trying to be with getting balls in in trying to get runs in behind and how El and Shaka whoever playing that role in midfield will will have to get used to that but in, and too much Lacazette was actually getting frustrated with the sideways ball and and I was you know it, I sort of thought maybe that a couple of times during when I was watching the the game back again on TV but um, you know there were so many examples Thierry picked out and that again is encouraging that, that maybe there's more to come and and we maybe do have a 25 a season striker on our hands who isn't Alexis Sanchez and maybe that won't be quite the focus point yeah. my, oh, fa- my favourite moment of the match actually came just before we scored the
0: winner Um, and yeah I joke about Olivier Giroud tattoos uh, I am a huge fan of his and I think you're I'm, his biggest I, I'm pro- arguably his biggest fan but, and I know that I'm in a minority a lot of the time but at the same time I love the fact that he's come out and said that he, he wanted to stay he was very very keen
2: to stay he was given the option to leave, and he wanted to stay because it's in his heart but just on that is that a bit unusual? Because it, both of them been so no, so open about that he could have left. Like, is that why would? Because Arsenal put that in the public domain that he gave him really, the opportunity to leave
0: Marseille. I mean, there
2: was a few clubs that were talking openly about trying well, to. That get must him. happen a lot. It's a bit unusual to sort of go out and go. Yeah, I gave him the option. I'm really pleased he stays. Cause that sort of goes well. I've made it clear to him. He's you know he's not my main man, and I've signed someone who I think is going to start ahead yeah. of him in that is it?
0: I think yeah, it is an odd thing because it doesn't happen. I think to go back to the moment because this is, I think, the key thing because I think it's like and Andrew, and it's again going back to the alchemy thing. Is the balls play over the top, Jolivez Giroud, who lays it back without looking, first time, beautifully into past the Lacazette, who because they have played a couple times at in international level, probably know that that's going to happen. It's not a, an ignorant ball straight across the box, someone that's not there. He then takes a touch, shoots, tipped over, great score. great save. Now we have options and, and often we say that but often it's like a, a variety on a, of a theme like I think hey, Oli might start on Saturday Lacazette might play off him we could do that in games if we want to be steamrolling weaker teams at home we can play a, a front three which includes Livizia in the Fulcrum role with Lacazette off or and his running is phenomenal and I think that's what's going to stretch defences where those players like Alexis should he stay Iwobi who could, could step up again this season and Welbeck
2: yeah and, and Welbeck yeah so, so between Jim and then John, is Giroud staying at the club a sign of, brilliant, we've got a player who's really committed, really does love the club, who wants to prove everyone wrong and that he should be starting and score goals, or is it a sign that actually we are the most comfortable club in the, in the world to be at? Well, no, that's, it doesn't really matter if you don't start, we're nice, it's London, you can hang out in Hampstead. And yeah, if you need to come off the bench and score your goal, it's a great environment. Why not?
3: I, I think it's a good sign because I, I think he obviously loves it there, which is great. And uh, the other thing is I think he's probably come to the realisation, which he needed to, that he won't be the main man. And if he's accepted that, I think it's even better because it means he knows he'll, he'll have a role to play, but he won't necessarily play every match. And so, yeah, I think it's good. And any step from there would probably have been a step down. So I can see it. John, have you got an alternative view? <laughs>
1: Well, I, I certainly agree with Jim that he's a useful player to have around. Yeah. He's, a, he's a good finisher. And uh, last season he was particularly effective coming off the bench, if I recall correctly. Yeah. Um, but I think the point that you're, you're, you're making reference to there is something that's certainly out there in the world that playing for Arsenal is a certainly easier life than say, maybe playing for, I don't know, maybe Jose Mourinho or um, one of the more, or Antonio Conte. Um, Arsene Wenger is a player's manager and um, things have made somewhat easy for players and it is something of an easy life that's the talk that we hear um, Olivier Giroux has a very ha- happy life in London and all the rest of it and some of the clubs that he could have moved to maybe it wouldn't have been as good a life but also you know he's a, he's a You know, you've you've got to respect the fact that he wants to stay and fight for his place. It's something you don't see that often. It's something I remember sort of 20 years ago that I'm going to stay and fight for my place. It was Mm. a bit more of something you'd read in newspapers back then. So it's a different thing, and it it probably reflects what a strange season it could be for Arsenal because so many strands aren't there with the contracts, and jury wanting to leave, and stuff like that.
0: He'll want to start. I think that there's an acceptance that he won't start as often, but he'll still want to start, and he will know that he'll need to score goals to start. And I think it's a good situation to be in and it's hardly the, the sort of the the drb De Nielsen, 60 70 grand a week era where we had lots of very comfortable players who did although matthew debushi isn't exactly showing great signs of, of leaving our club right now um i've heard that christian erickson is on less money than him a week which is staggering but um yeah i think that we are we are we have riches we have riches in attack but it's those two players and i watched again jacka was great for 90% of the game, but I think still needs that player alongside him to enable him, to allow him to be the player which will be most effective for Arsenal. I don't think Ramsey's that player. I think Ramsey's another great option to have in the squad. He showed again how a bit of dynamism coming off the bench can work, but I don't think long-term he'd be the solution there. And I'm sorry, but of all the, the plethora of centre-backs we've got, although I've read again that Gabriel might be off um, we're trying to shift chambers
2: well that was um, in the, the mirror today it was yeah, uh, John Cross mm-hmm. uh, Jim pointed out just as we walk in that had made the reference to Gabriel to Valencia was mm-hmm. that the
0: uh, yep um, I think if we if we meant business at centre half we would go and be cutthroat and say listen you two or three aren't good enough um, we have options and, but Monreal is going to play more games at centre back this season than I'm mm-hmm. comfortable with him playing now he does a job there but he's not Virgil van Dijk he's not a player and it's, I'm not saying we need to go and sign a superstar but it just would be good to get someone of a step up that means Koscielny doesn't have to play every game when he's fit at the moment that that would worry me that if he isn't playing we are a world class centre back down
2: we've definitely had in the last few days a lot less talk about players coming in it's it's just been the the questions aimed at the manager about players that that might go in and the problem is there's too many as you've been alluding to there's too many people in the squad who clearly they want bodies out and I suspect there are deals trying to be done that even they might have to be subsidising Presumably a couple of their wages like Debushi Gibbs, Gibbs Wilshire. Jenkinson, Jack, yeah. Wilshire, you know it's probably four or five they they do want to move on because what role were they going to have in the yeah. squad and supposedly Gibbs is being you know touted around if that's the right phrase at about 15 million and well, you saw that's difficult the- when, when Wenger has gone in press conference and gone look I've probably got three people, arguably, I'll play at left wing back ahead of him, if that's my system at the moment. Then, if you're the club interested, you know you can hang around probably towards the end of August and you're going to come in with an offering. We're not going to get quite what we could. Well, you saw the back of the... I mean, it went viral, didn't you? Maybe we spoke about
0: last last week. But the the back of the community shield programme of the Chelsea squad and the Arsenal squad, and what was it, 61 players or something, absolutely ludicrous. Um, And I'm not saying... But for, for, for there are likes of... Nelson, we have now of players that should be given a bit, a few few first few minutes ahead of these players who clearly have either stagnated or aren't achieving on their potential. And I think we do have to be cutthroat and we have to cut our losses.
2: OK, right, we've got a couple of minutes left uh, because obviously we are doing two podcasts. You can come back for our second podcast, which will be out on Friday morning, which will be looking ahead to the trip to Stoke. We celebrated 25 years of the Premier League this week um, and I just want to, I'm throwing this on you, so um, forgive me for not uh, giving you time to prepare an answer, but... Your all-time Premier League Arsenal moment is it as simple as going the Invincibles, or was it maybe Gareth that little move between Giroud and Lacazette <laughs> the other day before that tip over from Kasper Cash, Michael? And I know football, know, bega- much as I, my first Arsenal game was ninety three, and that football be- began before the Premier League. But yeah, is my moment... Arsenal
0: moment? Doesn't fall in um, Premier Premier League. <coughs> but is League there a yet, moment? But... Is it? Oh, oh, there for a, me. Yeah.
2: Go on. Um, go on
0: what is it? It's Tony's goal against Everton. Oh, you mine. Um, well, if you'd run it past me beforehand, we might have been able to <laughs> well, you, work out what think, dress we were both if wearing. The but I think,
2: if the listeners didn't realise how little preparation goes into the podcast, <laughs> they probably now I do. I think I'm getting goosebumps just
0: thinking about that moment. And that thing is, it's about iconic moments. The Premier League, because of the way it's covered and then bangs on about them for so long afterwards, you get the 4-3 Newcastle-Liverpool, you get um, Aguero, you get, all, you get this rammed down our throats. But I think as an Arsenal fan, there was something really, really magical about that, the weather, everything about that day and the fact that we won the league and that that goal was what clinched it and I mean there's a statue isn't there I mean it's again it just really breaks my heart of, of the relationship the club has with, with the player who scored that goal now but for Premier League years that for me stands out Jim
3: well, that, yeah, it's hard to it's pretty hard to top, but there's there are plenty of others. I mean, Wrighty scoring his um, well, he, he kind of thought he'd score it <laughs> twice, <laughs> but, but, um, but, the, but him him breaking the record was really phenomenal because he, he you know he really was um, uh, and still is a massive Arsenal fan. That was good. Will Todd scoring at Old Trafford another yeah. man, absolute belter. Henri's return when he scored against well, Leeds. Well, so it's so like not in Premier top League, game, is it? But yeah. Yeah. it's a Premier League era. That was but, like that, my daughter was born. Oh, is it?
0: Yeah. Oh. Well, there I, you go. I cried when Thierry scored, but not when she was brought. <laughs> anyway, let's move on quickly.
3: <laughs> yeah, there are loads, but but um, but it's quite hard to beat that that uh, Bolden Adams combo. Yeah, it was yeah. about picture perfect. I think, I, well,
0: none of us have mentioned the Invincibles, which I think is great. By the way, I would well, one I, quick it thing. Was a
3: th- it wasn't really a season of moments. I mean, there were one or two I like think the Liverpool game, we, we, maybe.
0: And yeah. weirdly, have we, have we I know we won at White Hart Lane. Yeah. Um, and all these things but I think anyway we've Drew sorry we're on the league but um, what yeah. I was going to say actually and this is something I really wanted to talk about is because I think that Arsenal is a special club and I think that what's really exciting is my daughter is really getting into Arsenal at the moment on, on Friday night she spent the evening in A&E on my watch which we don't really want to go into but we got out for the last 10 minutes so I, yeah, I didn't go to the game so judge away but after and this is about the moments so about Premier League moments and actually these moments that will be memorable to my daughter in years to come she went to her first game back end of last season loved it and obviously listens to her father loads because when Giroux scored, we danced around the sports bar down in Salisbury before my brother's wedding, sat down and she turned to me and in a very knowing voice went, that's your boy. And I thought that was genuine, never mind Premier League moments, that's, that's life goals. That's one of those moments that I am never going to forget because that is, I think...
3: That's what your new tattoo says. <laughs> <you>?
0: <laughs> that's my boy.
2: Fantastic. And John... Um, is there, is there a moment Maybe that you think about When you talk about The, the Arsenal team of the, of the Premier League era is there, a, is there a moment That sort of You think for the neutral Is there, is there something Maybe
1: well, I I'm, know, I'm, I think thinking, I'm, I'm thinking, thinking A couple that stand out for me um, I was actually the, the, the Battle of Old Trafford The first one actually The, the uh, Martin Keown the Van Nistelrooy penalty. Yeah, that, oh, that was a... My favourite ever, 0-0. That was was yeah. one of the few
2: times I've walked out of a Premier League stadium a bit worried. We got it, was a bit, it was quite interesting quite heated outside. It yeah, yeah. Yeah. was only 17-18, but yeah. Uh,
1: that, yeah, that was, that was an interesting one. Um, and uh, for another moment was the Omri-Perez penalty. Yeah. <laughs> was that against I, saw I, think was I, yeah, yeah. I think it was Portsmouth. Yeah, I
2: think it was one of those Sky sports programmes where it was a, nice. a programme, I think, about Robert it, Perez. and they Danny were Danny Mills. Had a go at them, and they things. were talking. No, that's right. Yeah. Perez was talking about it, and how he st- actually I hadn't realised, but he said that in the day before in training they'd done it in reverse. On yeah. Marie had gone to take it, knocked it, and they'd gone okay. Yeah. But then for some reason some they reason. decided to
0: swap because around. I think, no, that, I know why. Was, because Henry was brought down, and we never at that
1: point uh, would have the player that was yeah. fouled. That, to that, was, that was a time when Arsenal brimmed with such confidence, wasn't? That it? we could do that sort of. Yeah, thing. I mean that's that's what I remember about Arsenal in that era is just you know how how confident they were. It was confidence that could be shaken. I mean, it did a couple of times, yeah. but when they were yeah, yeah. at their very best, that time it just well, you someone's know.
0: compared United this season to Arsenal about that era because there's a physical and there's an arrogance. They're physical and arrogant, and basically we did have that and we loved it for they've, a long they've time. They've only
1: played one game, don't worry hell, about
2: yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, listen, um, we are going um, in terms of this podcast now. So a huge thank you to Jim, to Gareth, and to John, and do remember to download the second podcast, which will be out on Friday morning. Looking ahead to the game to Stoke, we'll speak to you soon. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at
0: thewhistleblowers.net. Give software vendor audits the red card by signing up the Livingstone Managed Service Team right away. Call 0203 817 or visit livingstone-tech.com to find out how.
1: Footballistically, the Arsenal is backed for the season by Ladbrooks.